Oh yeah, how you guys doing? Today we are talking some shit. How you guys doing? Today we're going to talk about um, S650's missed opportunity. Only rears at only rears on Instagram put up a really good comment on one of my posts talking about how Ford had an opportunity to do with the Mustang with what BMW did with the M3 or the M series, the three series. Uh, vehicle that they have where they totally change from a V8 to a single then supposedly I think twin turbo I think the B58 is single you guys correct me if I'm wrong the B58 is a single turbo and the S58 is a twin turbo ah, I'm not 100% sure but that's what I think Ford should have done a missed opportunity we'll talk about the fact that once the S550 became a car that was sold worldwide Ford should have started making plans to make that car live a very long life and be more, let's just say, relatable to not just American audiences, but to the rest of the world because it is sold in Russia, Sweden, you name it, it is sold everywhere. And Ford is missing an opportunity. And I'll talk about why the Coyote engine in a heavy platform is not desirable for Americans specifically and for, for economical reasons. And honestly, for pricing, we'll talk about that. But before we do that, we're going to talk about also late model performance. We have the PayPal link up. 50alex at yahoo.com is the PayPal link. If you want to go ahead and donate to uh, LMP's trip to MIR. A lot of people are like, why are you doing that? Because I want to help them. They seem like nice guys. They're going to compete with their ZL1 in one of the streetcar overdrive classes. I think they're good people, and I know it's very expensive to race, and I think if they had the resources to race, they would make a really good showing, and we want to support them, and we want to plaster our face and peasant chat and Amory stuff on a car that is probably going to be super competitive in the class. We'll talk about that and many other things, but before we do that, have Mr. Bill O'Reilly say hello. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Right. Fucking thing sucks! That's right! It does suck! Two Auto Solutions is one of the sponsors of the show. Rami's I down down there. Learning how it is to have growing pains in a garage full of Puerto Ricans that want to go fast. 17 projects. It's a pain in the ass. I love you though. Two Auto Solutions. Race Motive has a really good league of roll racing league going on over there mimics something close to what want to go fast was like but a lot safer race motor dina have performance dina have performance.com dude pays his bill on time dude's legit the online parts house sponsor of the program dina have performance parts farm parsfarm.com the guy literally gets crashed everything so if you need a panel of e-brake pedals you know uh predators voodoos and coyotes and Roadrunners, that's the guy to hit up. Conformance, conformance.com, uh, trying to teach people how to properly route the bypass on their blower so they don't lock up. Some crazy shit out there. Comic Performance, Ultimate Head, ultimateheader.com, Ultimate Head on Instagram. PMAS, Nick James, PMAS, and Calamar Transmission, calamartransmission.com, Calamar Transmission on Instagram. Calamar bought a S650, and the reverse camera is stuck in reverse. So he is literally driving around. And the camera is stuck in reverse. He is going forward and the rear camera is always displaying good job Ford. Let's say hi to the people. We'll talk about why I think Ford had a missed opportunity and not reconfiguring the vehicle for future usage and world usage 
by sticking with the Coyote in a heavier car. 2000 MCR says, how's the family? Dustin Garrison, Joe Swish, Dush did it. Diego Flores, David Hale, Darren Harper, AJ, and Wesley Stewart. With the first people to say hello. One of one RTR, Monty 540, Pizza Chiquito. Joe Jackson, AJ. Um, it's, oh, man. Uh, someone says, Alex, you ever post a link to lives on IG stories? I don't know what you're talking about. Darren Dalton Dale. It's, oh, man. Matthew Nichols, Travis Stroke, 302 Mustang. I'm so low. Joe Jr., Mofler, Clay Pruitt, Superdad, Andy Ali, Oliver Bryan, The Wolf, Donkey Mac, JD Sway, Clay Pruitt, and Adams. Paul Pontieu, Dixon, Gregory Uffage, TJ Sigorski, uh, Nixon Tarpia, Clay Pruitt, Chris, Nat Jew again, Chris, uh, Nick, Nixon Tarpia again, MVAV1592, 10R80, Chris, Paul Pontieu, LG, Riley Speed, Adams, Christian Duran, Riley Speed again, Kami Commenter, Alfredo Diaz, Donovan Sims, Leon Phelps, Louis, Tim O, Once Low 5 Nick G, Matt Benoit, B. Labesh, Mark, Austin A6, Large Macchiato, Jacob Brandenberry, Fast Hippo, YouTube Corp, and a Free Speech, S550, Mike, Admiral Peck, Osmond Condi, Cornfed Caleb, Underrated and Technical, James Williams, what's up, brother? Um, Anthony, it's old man, Garf, Manic Five, Odushi, Mike, Keith Bush, Mike Roch, and all the usual suspects. Michael Rodriguez, David Santos, Will Fowler, Gray Mustang, Angry Saturn, old man, Sack Nicholson, <laughs> Roman Tiarina, Angelo, and Underrated and Technical. Okay, so. Let's spitball here for a little bit. Let's say we talked about Fords potentially that I was hoping that 3.5 twin turbo EcoBoost motor Raptor spec, 450 horsepower. Let me look up Raptor, Raptor uh, 3.5 EcoBoost horsepower. Horsepower. And I think it's 450 horse, 400, uh, 500 pound feet of torque. That's right. 450 horsepower, 500 pound-feet of torque. That's the motor I think should have been in the S650. This is why. Cars are only going to get heavier. Everybody wants infotainment. Everybody wants twin tablets on the dash. Everybody wants comfort. Everyone wants a bit of luxury. So if I'm going to pay... $54,000 for a base Mustang after taxes, markup, and destination charges and all this BS. A Coyote motor that is known to be low on torque. A lot of people in the LS crowd, especially the LS crowd, they make fun of the fact that the Coyote makes no torque. You ever see a Coyote make 850 horsepower and then it makes barely 600 pound-feet of torque? When a GT500 makes 1,000, 1,000, 1,100, 1,100. And I'm saying... 5458 GT500, not Predator Motor GT500. Those things are still low. It's, it's a coyote. The 52 coyote. That's all it is. So, I thought, why not put a smaller twin turbo V6? Not only do you get the gas savings, but you get the torque. And the car will perform better. It will accelerate better. It will be something that will immediately be a kick in the ass if it is in a heavy vehicle. Have you ever been in a Raptor? Have you ever been in a limited F-150? Have you ever been in a Navigator? Have you ever been in an Expedition that has the Raptor spec motor in it? It flies. It actually goes pretty quick. And how heavy are those vehicles? Close to 5,000 pounds. So now you have a Mustang... They give the Mustang a 20 horsepower bump. Torque is actually lower. They add a couple of throttle bodies, but they also add 100 to 120 pounds. Now the vehicle is not performing as good as the previous generation. So the reason I say they should have gone twin turbo EcoBoost is 
torque because it is now heavier. Because let's be honest, they can't stick a Godzilla in it. The reason they can't stick a Godzilla in it is because the car has to meet a certain miles per gallon uh, 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 situation. It has to be within a certain range. If not, you're going to get stuck with a gas guzzler tax. And could you imagine paying a gas guzzler tax on a regular base model GT that has, let's say, a 6.8 or a 7.3 variant of a Godzilla? You're going to go, well, it feels good. It feels zippy. It makes about the same peak horsepower as a Mustang. Let's say a worked up Godzilla. What does it take to have a worked up Godzilla 6.8 or 7.3 make 500 horsepower, 500 pound-feet of torque, and get the fuel mileage the Coyote gets? It's almost impossible. But you know what engine can do that? A twin turbo EcoBoost 3.5. You have seen that tuned Explorers are running low 11s. That's a heavy car. So what do you think a Mustang that weighs, let's say, high 38, 38, 39, almost 4,000 pounds, what would that perform like with a Raptor spec 3.5 EcoBoost? Now, they could Dodge had big displacement, supercharged Hellcats, and everything. But they all sucked on gas mileage. And Dodge knew that that sucker was going to go the way of the dinosaurs, go extinct. And sure enough, they did. Chevy wasn't selling much of the Camaro, even though the Camaro with the 10R and the LT motor was actually pretty decent when they got the weight down. But now Ford's the king of the hill. They're the last ones left. So what do they do? The new platform has the same motor, just worked up a little bit, low on torque, a little bit of a horsepower bump, and the car's a lot heavier. Can't stick a Godzilla in it because you're going to end up with potentially a gas guzzler tax. You also can't, like, like that's going to be interesting to me what Ford is going to do to fix this issue. A lot of people are out there with their GTs and their dark horses saying, at 1,500 miles, this car magically unlocks what? 50 horsepower? You think at 1,500 miles, the car magically sees 10 more degrees of timing? If you look at a data log of a dyno run, is throttle 85%? Th- sorry, the throttles, are they at 85% or so? There's two of them. They don't have to be 85, 85 degrees, sorry. All they have to be at maybe what? Uh, 70 degrees. And it'll achieve, there is no measurable difference between a 70 degree max throttle angle with two throttle bodies versus 82 or 85 degrees. So now what's going to happen with the car when after 1,500 miles, the break-in miles come and go, the car doesn't perform any better, you're going to start seeing a lot of these cars get traded in, back on the lots. And people are going to take a huge loss because the performance is not there. They'd rather go back to the previous model that still has the performance. So this car being sold in the UK, because in the UK, they don't like firm shifting. They have actual noise laws. So do you think a 410 horsepower, sorry, 450 horsepower, 500 pound-feet of torque, Twin Turbo EcoBoost would have sold well in Europe. Yes. Russia. Yes. Sweden. Yes. It would have sold everywhere. Now, why do I say this? BMW stopped the V8 stuff with their M series, their 3 series. You don't see anyone complaining that the B58 and the S58 are in BMWs. Six cylinder turbo engines. Did anyone complain from BMW when they went from their V8 to their six-cylinder turbo? Once they saw the performance, nobody complained. They went, oh, we're going to go V8 NA to turbo. This sucks, said nobody. 
And then all of a sudden, the car started performing really well. The car actually started really gaining respect on the street. Guys, nobody was looking at a BMW. Uh, I don't know how, when did they introduce, someone put on the chat, how, when, when did they introduce the straight six or the six cylinder turbo variant of the, of the M series, of the three series uh, BMW? But seven, eight, nine years ago, who knows? Nobody was looking behind their back, hoping, oh, I don't want to run into a V8 M3. And said nobody. Now, the B58, they have actually had, had some legitimacy, some respect put on their name because of the new engine. So now, the Mustang is in that zone. It's going, oh, here we go. We have a Coyote, and I love the Coyote, but not in a 4,000-pound car. Like, the F... The, the Ford F-150 with the Coyote is great with boost. NA, it's a 12-2 truck. Fully worked up. Maybe it, way into the 11s. But you, got, you see these guys that are fast, they gut the truck. It's just so stupid to me. So now you're sticking this Coyote with it in a heavier and heavier vehicle. And I said, why didn't you guys go hybrid, 3.5 EcoBoost, twin turbo? 450 with the motor, another 100 to 200 with the electric motor, you would have had a 600, imagine a 650 horsepower, EcoBoost, hybrid, all-wheel drive Mustang. You're telling me you could make that happen with the parts that you have available right now? You're telling me Ford could not give you, because look, dark horses are $80,000 or $70,000. You're telling me you couldn't come up with a $80,000 twin-turbo hybrid all-wheel drive Mustang that weighs 4,000 pounds. Like, I'm not tripping on the weight. I'm tripping on the fact that they kept a low-torque engine in the Mustang, only gave it a 20-horsepower bump, and added 100 or 200 pounds. Meanwhile, BMW said, let's just go straight you know, six-cylinder turbo. We can get good miles per gallon, Emissions, that's the other thing. Emissions are only going to get more and more strict. So Godzilla, out the window. Miles per gallon, out the window. Nothing pushrod V8, a, a 7 liter, would end up in a Mustang if, no, if, number one, they want to meet federal emission standards, and number two, the proper mile per gallon guidelines for passenger vehicles. Gone. Bye-bye. See you later. But can they do it with a Twin Turbo V6. Absolutely. You guys might think, that's stupid, that's dumb, it's not American muscle. Dodge is going to go straight six turbo, the hurricane or whatever. So, would any of you be surprised? Because Dodge has the all-wheel drive figured out. They've had it on their Chargers and, I believe, Challengers back from the Daimler Chrysler days. So, let's say they take that similar architecture... And they stuff a 5 or 550 horsepower straight 6 turbo in it. Do you care that it doesn't sound good? Do you care that it, it, it sounds gay? No. Nobody cares that the B58, N54, S58 bullshit sounds dumb. It rolls the F out. So all of a sudden, Dodge said, let's just get a jump on this. Let's just get a jump on this and let's come out with a hurricane or whatever it's called. Let's get a six-cylinder twin turbo in there, compound, who knows? And let's see what it does in an all-wheel drive platform. And let's make it tunable because it's going to meet emission standards and it's going to meet mile per gallon standards. Let's get a jump on it. You don't think they can actually make a splash 
if they have an all-wheel drive Charger or Challenger, straight six turbo, a la the M series, the three series. So I keep saying M series, the three series, and the M2, the M2, the M3, B58, N54, gay stuff. Nobody is making fun of B of BMW guys right now. Nobody's saying those shit, that shit's whack. Maybe when it had a V8, yeah. But now that it has a straight uh, a straight six, I think it's straight six, straight six turbo. Nobody is making fun of that. And could you imagine Pookie sliding on the ops with a straight six twin turbo hurricane, whatever the hell, Charger or Challenger? What do you think? I know a lot of you are like sticking to the V8 game. Guys, there's going to be GT500. There's going to be Cobra. Cool. Why didn't you make the Mustang GT, the bottom of the barrel, the under $100,000 car, 3.5 EcoBoost, hybrid, all-wheel drive, and absolutely dominate the world market? Because this car not only would do well here in the United States, it's going to be sold in Germany, England, Russia. Well, I don't know about Russia. Sweden, Africa, Australia. Like Australians, when they got their hands on this car, they thought it was awesome. Remember, guys, Australia has the Falcon. They thought a 5.4 liter Falcon was the bee's knees. Oh, my God, mate. This thing's great. Let's have some Tim Tams and coffee. Let's suck some coffee through a chocolate Tim Tam. So they get this Coyote, and they're like, wait, it's 11 to 1 compression? Yep. And the Gen 3 is 12 to 1 compression? Yep. 10 PSI goes way into the 10s? Yep. Which means a fully built Falcon. Like rod, pistons, ported blower, E85 Falcon. 10 seconds. Stock Mustang with 10 pounds of boost. 10s, E85 9s or 8s if you really want to get after it and boost it to death. So they were spoiled. And then they became curious. Curious students are, wait, well, you guys have this in the, in the States? Yeah, we've had it for since 2011. Wait a minute, 2011? This is a 2015. What else did you have? Well, we had the GT500, 5.8 liter dual overhead cam, Billy badass shit, stick. We had the 11 to 12, which in my opinion is the best year. We had 07 to 09, and we had, um, you know, GT500, and we had 11 to 14 retro styling Coyote Mustangs. Oh, me! You guys had those? Yes. So they can't get their hands on 11 to 14 GTs, but they can definitely get their hands on 15 and up GTs, and they've been spoiled by it. So you don't think if Ford would have come out with a 3.5 liter, 450 horsepower, 510 torque, twin turbo, all-wheel drive, hybrid Mustang, it would have been insanely great. Everyone else is going that route. Everyone else is going turbo, Dodge, BMW, maybe, maybe GM, who knows. But we'll see. Am I way off on this? Because a lot of the Dark Horse and GT guys, they got screwed. They absolutely got screwed. Again, all of the emission standards and mile per gallon standards are government imposed. I don't blame Ford for playing in the government sandbox. I understand they have to operate within the guidelines of the federal government. The federal government does nothing but put roadblocks in everything. They just need to just fuck off forever. But no, they get in your face. They say it's about equity. They say it's about pride. They say it's about saving the planet. We all know that's all bullshit. It's a, The scientists that say it's happening are paid for by the government. Hey, you want that grant? You want that grant to study amoeba, bitch? Tell these motherfuckers that we're fucking up the world and you'll get your grant. Oh, okay, no problem. Yeah, it's totally man-made. Give me the fucking grant. That's how it works. It's quid pro quo. So 
I still think it should happen. And I think to showcase what that thing can do, uh, Ford should have taken that 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 and run it. Maybe a slightly lower compression, another pound of tour boost, forged rods and pistons. Because I don't know what the weak point is. Because another Gen Two Raptor spec EcoBoost had port injection and direct injection, and it had a 10R80. Not that I'm in love with the 10R80, but I think it would have done well in a 3,800 or 40 to 4,100 pound car if it was all-wheel drive and hybrid. We'll talk about it. We'll see what the deal is. And again, guys, late model performance, 5YLX at yahoo.com. If you want to donate to their MIR venture, I'm going to keep that link open for a week. So I'm going to keep that link. You know, I'm going to keep accepting donations on the behalf of late model. They did not put me up to this. I'm one, I want to see what this chat can do to help out someone like an LMP who has done great stuff with the uh, C, uh, CT5 Blackwing stuff, with the Escalade stuff, with their Camaro stuff. It's one of the smaller Chevy-based shops out there, and I think they're doing great, and I like the guy. I like his work ethic, and I just want to soften the blow of him competing in a five-day event because let's be honest, you get there on Wednesday, test. He's got to put up his whole crew. He's got to bring about six different 10L90s or whatever the hell they call them. Uh, whatever I think they're called 10L90s or 10R80s or whatever the hell they're called because the car is going to go through shit. I guarantee the car is going to go through a couple of transmissions. Okay, let's uh, get some of your comments and uh, go from there. Again, guys, no super chats here. If you want to do a super chat here, just donate to uh, uh, LMP. Don't 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 do it here. Kerry Caverga says, "Whack horse owners yell my name." The Dodge Motor, if I remember correctly, was twin scroll. BMWs drivers can't drive for shit. The next GT500 should be an eco boosted Coyote with a hybrid front hubs. Now, the next, uh, you have to, I wonder because. ZR1 is going to be dumb. ZR1 is going to be twin turbo, 5.5, flat plane crank, if I'm not mistaken. Twin turbo, all-wheel drive with a hybrid. It's going to make 1,000 horsepower. 800 at the motor, 200 at the front, a la the um, E-Ray. They've already proved it out that it works. It can go 10.7, pump gas, repeatable every day. So the E-Ray is a thing. So now with the ZR1, twin turbo, the 5.5, the Z06 motor, put a better clutch, maybe better rods and pistons. Sell it for $130,000, $150,000, $160,000. Who gives a shit? Bitch is going to be a nine-second car, and you'll be able to drive it in the snow because it's all-wheel drive. So now Ford's going to have to ha- have to answer that. That's right. Ford, your GTD is a dud because they're only going to build 300 of them. And it's going to be built by Multimatic. That is not built by you. By the way, the UAW is going to go on strike. So you better come up with a contingency plan. All you guys up in Detroit, you better start getting the, get the scabs shirt on because you're going to have to go to work. These guys are going to, these guys are going to shut down Ford and GM and Dodge if they don't get their way. And in my opinion, they should all be fired. If the UAW goes on strike, this is your opportunity to have a massive turnover, train new staff, because you and I both know they don't need a lot of training. The fucking machines pretty much run themselves. And now you can get you can get, get away from the UAW stronghold and actually start making vehicles and start profiting again without having to pay them through the nose for putting on a windshield that a machine puts on for them. That would be amazing if the UAW went on strike and they all got fired like what happened to the... Um, Back in the Reagan years, the flight, uh, what do you call the people that uh, manage the skies, the flight tower, whatever, workers, 
they all went on strike. And you know what he did? He fired all of them, son. My friend tried to race me in his 18SS1LE in his 24GT. Didn't end well for him. Zach Nicholson says, ZR1, yes, you're correct. Flat plane crank, Z06 engine. Could you imagine? Could you imagine a 5.5 that already makes 600 horsepower? Lower the compression a little bit, better rods, better pistons, wider ring gap. 13 PSI? There's your 800. Then you put a 200 or 300 horsepower. <gasps> Guys, it only needs to make about 700. Why can't they put a 300 horsepower motor in the front with some kind of torque vectoring ramp situation? Oh, air traffic controllers. Right. The air traffic controllers in the 80s went on strike. Reagan was like, cool. All y'all fired. Take take a, a page out of Reagan. And if the UAW keeps keeps threatening to strike, dump them all. Hire new workers. Start from scratch. What? What's the option? What's the alternative? Stay shut down, enter into a contract that is not favorable toward the manufacturer, and be stuck with the UAW running the show? Fuck that shit. Uh, off topic. Has anyone rebuilt brake calibers? Okay, get out of here. The 5.5 Coyote 1301 compression. Look, exactly. I think that if they do build a G500 or a Cobra or something that has to compete with the Z01, hey, Ford. If it ain't all-wheel drive, that shit don't matter. I don't give a crap how fast it goes in the Nürburgring. I don't give a crap how fast of a top speed it's got. If it is not all-wheel drive, it's not a world beater, it's not a world cut, it's not anything. So what are you going to have in your lineup? A GTD built by Multimatic. A Dark Horse. A GT. A Cobra and a GT500? And supposedly a Capri that is not a Mustang. That's a... An SUV. That's right. Ford is doing the same thing Dodge is doing with their with their naming. They're they're dragging badass cars. The Dart, the Mustang is an SUV. The Capri is going to be an SUV or some kind of weird mini truck or something. I am blown away that they're taking these names and dragging them through the mud. I can imagine if you were like in your 40s, like in the 80s. I'm sorry, the 90s. And the Monte Carlo was front-wheel drive? You, you thought it was the end of the world. Wait, what? The Monte Carlo's front-wheel drive? Yeah. What motor is in it? 3.8. Multi-port injected. 210 horsepower piece of junk. That's right. That's right. Your childhood is absolutely being drugged through the mud. If UAW goes on strike, they hire new workers. Those workers can join the UAW or another union after being hired. Now, if wages and fair work conditions are good, there would be no reason to union. No. Bullshit. Bullshit. In my opinion, it should be at will, just like Tesla. At will at will employment. You're gonna force them to shut down. I'd fire them all and, and disband the union. If the if the manufacturers have the ability to say, okay, we don't want to negotiate with the unions no more, fuck off. Because now what you're doing is forcing us in a economically unfavorable uh time frame or let's just say atmosphere you have an economically unfavorable atmosphere inflation high the dollar sucks car american cars are getting their ass beat by kia hyundai and toyota 
and now you're going to go on strike because a billionaire or a one or two millionaire or who do you think who if there are no billionaires you understand there's no work if there are no millionaires you understand there's no work i work i, I am happy there are millionaires they employ me uh, blown away that the uaw is like oh we need more money for what so a robot could put the windshield on for you get the fuck out of my life Man, if they would put a 5.2 voodoo motor on that S650, that would have been sweet with a Lund Jr. Hot Tune. I'm telling you, I don't know why Ford did not at least put the 5.2 in the new Mustang. I understand emission standards. I understand miles per gallon standards. I don't understand how they thought keeping the torque low and putting it in a heavier chassis was at all not going to be checked by the customer. Did you think the customer was going to go 500 horsepower NA? Must perform better. I'm not even going to go to the track. I'm just going to trust what Ford said. And then you go to the track and it runs a mid-12. The 500 horsepower dark horse is a 12.5, 12.4 car. The GT, a 12.4, 12.5 car. Dark horse is 70,000 bucks. The GT is 50,000 bucks. This is embarrassing. Embarrassing. Right, most people don't know the, that fact about, right, if there are no millionaires and billionaires, there is no work. Who do you think pays the, well, they don't pay any tax. Really? They don't? If you, do, do some research. Show me, show me a communist country that's doing awesome right now. Show me a country that, that, that practices communism or socialism is doing better than the United States right now. Go. Show me any of the countries that ever did well ever. Show me any socialist country that did well ever. Hell, Russia would literally take over a factory if it was seen as being negligent. Oh, there's too many people here working. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take it over. Excuse me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to sign over the company to me. And the people... Uh, yes! He came in and he helped us out. Awesome! Company gone. In about five years. It gets liquidated. Bye bye. See you later. Stupid sons of bitches. My dad was a part of a union and an aluminum plant. Union wanted more money. Aluminum plant said okay. Bye and moved to a different state. The big three could have definitely broken off the union if they wanted to. Here, here. I think, I think one of the biggest issues with with the the big three. Well, it used to be the big three. Now it's like the big two. It's really Toyota. GM and Ford, Dodge's Stellantis is not not even in the picture. Let's let's be honest. They they they've they've left the chat because they they don't make anything fast anymore currently. So Toyota, GM and Ford. So they had the opportunity to potentially band together and be like, okay, we we have to make money. If the government wasn't involved, which UAW is government. Let's be honest, guys. The UAW is literally an arm of the democratic party and unfortunately the democratic party holds power over the big three because the uaw runs that place so let's say for instance you start saying as a democratic and it, not to get political but i need to let you know what the uaw holds over the big three if joe biden tomorrow says these manufacturers started got start, got to start making electric this and this and that and then ford pushes back GM pushes back. You don't think the UAW is going to get messages from the top and say, make their life hell. They said no to us. 
make their life hell. What do you think is happening right now? Do you see LMR video weighing the car and comparing it to a previous Mustang weight? They come conclusion, well, it's pretty close. Mike Bloom, yes. So let's talk about that. Late model restoration put up a comparison video of the weight between the S650 and the S550. The S5, the S650 is a 401A package base model Mustang. The S550 is a performance package fully loaded Mustang and they said that's a proper comparison. Then my buddy Justin Dugan at American Muscle goes, no, the new one is about 100 pounds heavier, base for base. They got a base Gen 3 up 2023 and they got a base Gen 4 24 Mustang and he's like, this is about 100 pounds heavier. Again, a lot of people regurgitate what they read online. A lot of people regurgitate what they hear online. And it is not factually correct. Again, some stupid idiot said that taking the carbon traps out gained one second, 60 to 130 on the draggy. All you dumb motherfuckers believed it. All of you dumb motherfuckers believed it. Put your hand up in the chat if you believed it. When you saw a dumb son of a bitch, a certified, bona fide, stupid son of a bitch tell you that taking the carbon traps out yielded them a one second gain, 60 to 130, and then every dino on the planet confirmed it was bullshit. Four horsepower, six horsepower? That is not equal one second gain 60 to 130. A 60 to 130 gain is about 50 horsepower. So the moment we all saw one second gain, we laughed our ass off. We we absolutely <laughs> Oh my god, I can't believe you believe that? You believe the carbon traps were withholding five zero horsepower? This is why we don't take the draggy as a proper measuring tool. It is a GPS satellite-based timing system. It's close. It's ish. It's meh. You guys think it's law. We have had people with cold airs tell you, my cold air that I built is a second faster and it made 30 more horsepower then the PMAS fender well. How? It's smaller diameter. It's less scientific. It's not, it, the manufacturing isn't up to snuff. The signal sucks. And the math curve is the same as stock. Like, the, it does not compute. But you guys were like, well, this guy said it was faster, so I'm going to buy it. So what happens, what happened to every dumb son of a bitch that fell for that? They sold the intake. How many of you bought a P51 intake thinking that because somebody drag races or, or, or roll races with it, that it all of a sudden is going to be Billy Badass? Huh? Did you buy one and say, hey, Alex, I saw somebody run a number. And then you put it on and you're like, he doesn't drive that good. I go, excuse me? Yeah, it doesn't drive that good. Oh, interesting. It doesn't drive that good. Well, what do you want me to do about it? Can you tune it? It's tuned. It's trimming within 3%. Wait, I don't get it. Right. You don't get it. You are the guy that listens to people like 
FLKA saying that carbon traps add a second 60 to 130. You're the kind of guy that thinks you have to stuff the tire into the quarter panel for it to 60 foot good. So when I tell you the opposite, you don't believe me because you just think I'm a, I'm a generic hater of all information. And no, I have seen, tested, tried everything. So when I tell you something, it comes with provable data. How many customers do we have at our fingertips at Lund Racing? 4,000? 5,000? Think about that. Our sampling pool of Coyote owners is over 5,000 vehicles. But if one guy sells an intake to three people and they show gains on a draggy GPS-based system, you guys believe it? Who's the sucker? They should get increased wages. Minimum wage accounted for inflation should be around 22 an hour. The dollars a week. How can you justify paying a week wage? Get another job. Nobody owes you more money. Nobody owes you a livable wage. If your job is to put on a windshield, to put on lug nuts, to put on a door, how much should you get paid? Tell me how much should you get paid if you're out there putting a door on a F-150 with a machine that costs $2 million to develop doing 99% of the work. Hello? You think you deserve 30 bucks an hour to have a door put on? Psycho. There are millwrights out there. There are construction jobs out there. Become an electrician. Do anything else. But just because you choose to stay at a place that doesn't pay you more money, you're the sucker. Get out of there. Move. Unbelievable. Right. Put on lug nuts that aren't torqued. Right. If you come to me and says, I need more money for my job. I've been here 10 years. Why have you been 10 years at a job that pays you 10, 10 to 15 bucks an hour? Why were you motivated enough to educate yourself on something else and move on? This is not a forever job. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something, okay? So, um, in Boca Chica, Texas, right now, right now, there are men, men, that literally built this thing. This is a 24-hour operation. Move to Boca Chica. Hey, this rocket, all this got built. This got built. All this shit got built. Right? Look at all this stuff that they built down there. They built this pad. They're building buildings. There's construction cranes everywhere. Look at that crane. Look at this. They're testing. They're putting up buildings. There's concrete work. There's electrical work. There's, look at all this work. Look at all this work. No, you want to get paid for putting on a door and not putting on lug nuts properly and you think you are, you're owed a livable wage? It's like McDonald's workers that are complaining that they're not able to pay the rent. You work at McDonald's! You work at McDonald's. It's your fault you can't pay the rent, not McDonald's fault. You stupid. Why aren't the CEO of the factory, why aren't you the CEO of a factory if you've been there so long? Why should you get paid more for being complacent? Funny thing is, I'm an electrician, a human being enough to recognize, no, you're stupid. You're not a human being. You are stupid. You think the people that are making a burger for 10 years, how much should, okay, Nalon B, 
How much should a McDonald's worker that has been there 20 years get paid go? 20 years flipping burgers, making fries, not fixing the milkshake machine, giving you chicken nuggets, doing the drive-thru, sweeping the floor. How much should a McDonald's worker get paid? I can almost assure you that a McDonald's worker has more stress, does more work than any UAW worker. Go ahead. I'd love a UAW worker to work at a McDonald's for a day. He's going to go, fuck this. This is hard work. That guy yelled at me. That bitch, I didn't give her her fries right. Fuck this. This job is stressful. You guys want a 32-hour work week. And you want to get paid 30 bucks an hour. Get the fuck out of my life with your bullshit. Minimum wage is for minimum skill. Exactly. I live there. My brother's mechanic shop is on the same street. You have to pass him to get to the rocket, right? The same as high school kid. Exactly. And adjusted minimum wage, not rocket science. Boy, this is... I I love people that think... I was getting paid $4.25 in 1994. Let's talk about that. $4.25 was the minimum wage in 1994. So, you're telling me I should have been able to afford an apartment at $4.25 working at a yogurt shop and a, a, a higher minimum wage. In 1994, I made $4.25 at a yogurt shop. Should I have gone on strike because I didn't get a livable wage with with the yogurt machine being maintained by me? This is stupid. This is why the manufacturers are in trouble. People like that. They have to be complacent to people like that. They have to say, oh, we have about 3,000 UAW workers here. We got to pay them a fair wage. We got to cut their hours by eight hours. And we somehow have to make a profit on a Mustang. How the hell are you going to make profit on a Mustang? 425 in 1994 had a lot more buying power. It's literally inflation. You are so stupid. Rent was still 600 bucks. If I worked a 40-hour work week, I probably wouldn't make 600 bucks. You are retarded. You're stupid. Please leave the chat. Please. But this isn't for you. Look, even Tony wants you gone. See, even Tony's looking at you weird. He's, he's arguing on the behalf of people that have minimum, minimum skills. Minimum skills get no money. A little off topic, but last year I delivered oxygen and nitrogen to SpaceX in Boca Chica. Super cool people. I got an impromptu tour of the place. Dude, what's with people complaining that shit is getting expensive? And I tell them, well, dude, you want to get people out, better pay a job, you should be able to learn for... I, as a millwright, was only making $45,000 a year. I quit being a millwright, I got into the tuning game, and I made a similar amount, but I wasn't physically taxing my body. I wasn't physically busting my ass. And I said, one day, it'll all be better. I started this channel, and I started every day working 12 hours or so to learn the tuning. Every day, traveled. I lost friends, relationships, people in my life. But now I make well over that, four times what I used to make five years ago. You th- Was I complaining? No. I got my money here. I got my money there. I worked harder. But you guys, you're, you're, you're advocating on the side of people that have a, they want a 32-hour work week, meaning they want to work less. I don't respect any motherfucker that wants to work less. No motherfucker that wants to work less gets my respect, ever. Uh, what was average rent in 1994? About 600 bucks. 
When the minimum wage goes up, everything else goes up because the profit margin is there. New Fresh Auto Techs waiting, wanting 25 to 30 an hour with no experience. Good luck. Thank you very much, Oliver Bryan. 450 in 1994 is 928 today. So, so talk to me about inflation. Fucking people are dumb. People are dumb. They talk out of their ass. I went from 50K to 75K in a year with 110% less stress and travel. I work in IT and I make 57 an hour. I'm still broke. Me too. Look, $100,000 a year is only good like in, I don't know, uh, Oklahoma. But like Florida, any of the coasts, any of the coasts, anywhere there's water, you need to make big money to survive. A uh, bunch of commies that don't get it exactly. Yeah, I remember making five bucks an hour in 1994. Rent was 600 and there was no way. I could afford it. It's called having a roommate. It's called um, a girlfriend, you know, like to, to supplement. If I, at 25, 30 years old, am making minimum wage at a low-skill job, I would be embarrassed to ask for a raise. There's always trade school for a better opportunity to get away with minimum, uh, to get, get away from minimum wage. I'm a trailer mechanic and I make $16.15 an hour. Do you want more money? Go freaking grind for it. It's simple. But Alex, 40 hours should be enough. No, it shouldn't. If you're not working 50, I know that's the Mike, the Mike H argument. If you're not working 50 hours a week minimum, you cannot complain about your money. You can't make, a, and this is the problem, right? Those same people are buying $60,000 Mustangs. The people that are making barely over 20 bucks an hour are buying $60,000 Mustangs and you have a $1,100 car payment. You think those guys are going to be in for that, that kind of payment for five years? Could you imagine if you barely make 21, 22 bucks an hour and then you dared to buy a Mustang? Hoping that it would, I don't know, springboard your club machine and maybe other people and sponsors will come your way. Who the hell is going to sponsor a non-tunable car? And what kind of money do you think sponsorship takes? So a lot of people bet on themselves. And in my opinion, that's a terrible bet to make. If you thought that you were going to use the S650 to springboard your social media to something astronomical, boy, you got it wrong. Who was the first to go 10 NA? With a 10 or 80 car. Is he flinging money up in the air? Is he doing celebrity boxing tournaments for YouTubers? No. You don't know who it is. There is no famous person. But a lot of these guys with S650, because it's a new platform, they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to be the first to 11s, first to 12s, first to bag it, first to drop it, first to put wheels on it. Nobody cares. Like, nobody cares. Using an eleven or twelve hundred dollar bill a month to hope you can get your social media up is the craziest bet you can make on the planet. I started my little ass business tuning to make extra money, and because of it, I'm a true car guy. Midget Toss says, I like how people complain about getting minimum wage, but literally do nothing to make themselves more desirable in a job market that pays better. They just want it all handed to them. Look, I know many people that have that, that worked a minimum wage job, they 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 waited tables and all this stuff to pay their way through college. And once they got their degree, they got the job in the degree that they got from college or trade school. I know guys that went to union halls and went in there and got trained to be a pipe fitter, to be a welder, to be an electrician, 
they did an apprenticeship. They be, they became an apprenticeship, and there's like three stages. And then they were making good money in about five years. They invested their time. If you are stuck somewhere, sitting down, you have an exoskeleton, and the exoskeleton is pre-programmed to grab a door and put it on an F-150 and a impact gun that is held by a reel so that it takes up all the weight. Your exoskeleton grabs it and goes, vroom, 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 and you're just along for the ride. This motherfucker's pre-programmed doing the robot, doing the work for you, and you're like, oh man, I had a hard day at work, honey. This is, this is intolerable. I can't believe they made me put doors on for eight whole hours and only three breaks and seven smoke breaks. Are you fucking stupid? There's a guy at SpaceX. Those guys were pouring concrete in 110 degrees. 110 degrees pouring concrete. Cleaning up the place after the pad got destroyed. Y'all motherfuckers with the exoskeleton doing all the work for you. Get out of my life. If you want more money, get into the field that pays more. I'm in logistics and an intern making 18 an hour as a full-time student. But as you're telling us that we have to offer real value to the world in order to live a better life. No, I just, I'm just, and the guy, you know, there's a lot of these window-licking fucktards and these like bleeding heart liberals that they're just like, well, I, I care about people. You don't care about people. You hate millionaires and billionaires you have money envy you pocket watch millionaires and billionaires make the world go round so don't hate them make yourself more desirable and more valuable to them you think if elon musk sees that there's a badass programmer out there he's not gonna say come work for me i'll make you i'll, I'll pay you six figures you think he's going to go, hey, you're a badass programmer. I'm going to pay you eight bucks an hour, lock you in a room, and make you work nonstop. No. You are valuable because you are a badass. Become a badass. How is a guy with an exoskeleton having doors put on and lug nuts put on valuable? The exoskeleton is the talent. The guy who programmed the exoskeleton is a talent. The guy is just a body. And what's going to happen when, when we introduce androids into this economy? Sex bots. You know, super juicy robot vaginas. Like, it's going to put a lot of people out of work. You're not even as valuable as an inanimate object, as a programmable android. Whoa. This economy is going to take a huge turn in about 10 years. Once these stupid things start cooking for you, start cutting your grass, what the fuck value do you have? I used to pour concrete in Arizona, 120 degrees at 17 years old. Now I'm a framer making over $70,000 a year at 23. Hard work pays off. Alex, you work in a niche industry. I think you should mind your business there. In many nuances, these problems, it's not that simple. Fuck you, Crossroach. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This pays more than most people i put 40 plus hours into this a week i put 45 plus hours plus into my tuning job this isn't nuanced it's 100 percent work and if tuning goes away i do this full time and i'll work for jake i'll say hey jake can you use a very motivated highly skilled in many aspects and has tons of connections in the automotive aftermarket to work for you at power by the hour 
He would say, you know what? Your resume is second to none. I see that you have tons of connections with tons of shops, tons of people like you. I think you'd be a highly valuable asset in any automotive performance parts company. What would you like to start at? I would love to start at $75,000 a year. Can you afford that? And then we go from there. No. I think he thinks that I'm a tuner. I think he thinks that I'm a tuner. I think he thinks that my bills rely on tuning only. I think he thinks that I've been tuning since I was 21 years old and have never done anything else to fall back on. That's, that's your mistake. You're making the mistake of thinking that tuning is my bread and butter. That is your mistake. If I'm too alive or something, I would actually really enjoy I don't. Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? Why would I invite you to a live? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> invite me to a live. Who? <laughs> I would invite Turuviate and Admiral Peck. Therefore, I would ever invite a, a retard that doesn't understand that if your value is low, you should get low wages. This motherfucker said, this motherfucker said, invite me to a fucking live. Turuviate would be more, more entertaining. It's a difference from working person when someone who wants to do everything. Really. Tuna ain't niche, neither is YouTube. Exactly niche. Niche. You don't think I can convert this into standalone tuning? You don't think I can convert? You don't think I can make $150,000 a year if Lund Racing goes away tomorrow? Tuning cars? Bro, stop it. Niche, he says. It's a, it's a, it's a huge, it's a huge industry. It's a mess. He said niche. Tuning is niche. Whoa. Stop lying, stop lying, Alex. We've been dying for a turvy show. I said I would. I'm not going to say I'm going to. Um, somebody, some nobody, I'd love a turvy show. Exactly. UAW autists are in this bitch, bro. There, there are people here that know I'm right and they're triggered. So what do they do? This is what happens when you are right about your argument and people get mad. They say that, Alex, if tuning goes away, you're done. You're homeless. No, I'm not. But somehow I haven't been homeless before this. Well, for a brief period. That was a breakup, though. And if tuning goes away, you don't think I'll make more money? Stop it. He has watched your videos. Bro, you have done more work on your channel in cars than most people have done in their lives. See, people, people think that I'm just a guy talking. Look, people, okay, the people that know the channel, the people that know the channel have seen what I've done with the minimal stuff that I have. I have very minimal tools, very minimal resources, and I... This dumb little channel has somehow become one of the most influential and uh, information-filled channels on all of YouTube. There are other channels that are better, for sure, for entertainment. But information? No one on the, on the coyote realm comes close to what this channel has done. And I've shown you, and I bought the vehicles and invested. But they call it niche. They go, oh, you know, if tuning goes away, if tuning goes away, there are carbureted fox bodies up the ass. Stop. Stop. Please stop. You're looking stupid right now. UAW feds in the chat. If I was gay enough to have a Ford, I'd have you tune it. <laughs> That's really good. Just ban them. No, no, no. People like that need to understand that they're so far off reality. They need to be reminded that there's a complete different world out here that thinks that they're retarded. If you ban them, then you, you, you think that they're making a point. They're not making a point. The more they talk, the worse they're off. I'm not make, I'm not going to make an ice cream worker a rich man by making ice cream all the fucking time. 
they are going to get paid minimum wage. They're going to get paid based on their on their skill set. This guy thinks because you've been there for 20 years working for the UAW, you deserve more. You don't deserve shit. Um, for the amount of cards you've had and what you've done on them, Alex has been nothing short of amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, whatever. Look, they're not going to believe it. Who cares? Super influential. I gave zero fucks about Mustangs until I found this chat. You know how many times I hear that on, a, on, a, on Instagram? On Instagram, this is what I hear. Bro, I didn't even look at a Mustang until you started fucking with them. Every single time you... Every single time you told me about, and you can build an eight-second Mustang for $50,000. When I told Alec Bledsoe of LMP, you can build an eight-second S550, 50000 bucks all in. He goes, you can't do that with a Camaro. And I was blown away by that. By the way, we're up to $500, up to 500 bucks on, the, on PayPal. We got Joshua Oldham. Justin Arnold, Everett Hinman, Daryl Green, Francois Deneneu, Fawn Smith, Ford Moore Performance gave a hundred bucks. Um, Aaron Valdez, Joshua Gadinez, Mandeep Singh, Christopher Moore, Justin Ambrose, Samat Milan, Timothy Tight, David Stoll. Thank you guys so much. You guys brought it all the way up to $500 and I've only had the link up since this afternoon. If we have it up for a week, I think we can meet our $2,000 goal great uh, easily and if it goes above that, great. Every single penny goes to late model performance. Travis says, I've learned so much from the show and Alex deserves more than what he gets. Look, you got to understand. So a lot of people watch the show and they think I have, I do have inside information. I'm not going to lie to you. I have people inside some of the companies that are outsourced by GM, by Dodge, and by Ford to build products. I had pictures of the Predator before anybody had pictures of the Predator. I had pictures of the DCT before anybody had pictures of the DCT. I had um, pictures of the paint scheme for Gen 3 before anybody had those pictures. And I showed you those in the chats. So I have people on the inside that want to, you know, feed me information for whatever reason. You think that's niche? Do you think that's niche? Okay. I mean, if I was a nobody, non-influential, 532 people would not be watching the show right now. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremiah, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think the, coyote, the, 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 the carbureted coyote is going to happen. This is Okay, let's talk about that real quick. I want to do something that can prove a point. Now, the carbureted coyote is definitely doable. We've had a lot of people show me uh, videos of a turbo carbureted coyote running nines, a NA uh, carbureted coyote idling, chopping, looking real good, clean. It's a clean setup. So I thought, okay, I'm not going to get any machine shop, any chassis shop on the horn to lighten the car yet. So let me use the Fairmont as a test bed. I'm talking to Jake. I'm going to talk to Junior. I have an idea that I think will showcase some of the points I've been trying to make for a long time. And if I do that, I think it'll, again, I'm not trying to help anybody, but I'm just trying to prove a point. Maybe you guys don't think it's cool, but I think it's something I want to prove that can happen. And um, if, I can if I can make it happen, some dumb niche, niche tuning Puerto Rican dumbass in Florida... I think most of the people out there can see why I was saying certain things on the chat. I'm not going to give it away, but obviously uh, I have a lot of thoughts uh, of a project that I want to do with the Fairmont, but I got to sell the GT500, get some space, and um, make that happen. Okay, but how far are you 
art from robot hookers. I, I need some Russy. <laughs> robot pussy? Russy? The dual intakes, four-wheel drive Coyote, and the turbos off the ZR1. Thank you. The dual intakes off of the Coyote I showed you over a year ago. Not a lot of people know that. Remember that when I showed you the dual intakes from the Coyote? Dual throttle bodies? The four-wheel drive patent that Ford uh, put up and the turbos off of the ZR1 that has yet to be released to anybody. And I have other 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 pictures that I can't show anybody. He's like, please, if you show this shit, I'm dead. I'm like, I get it, brother. I get it. This channel isn't just for casuals like all others. It's a legit automotive performance mastermind group. Casuals, welcome. But this is real technical shit. Thank you, dude. Shit for sending 20. Love Carb Coyote in my gutted coupe. Raptor V6, EcoBoost, Fairmont. Look at you. Carbide Coyote would have been cool, but I'm excited for whatever you decide to do. Robussy. Do you imagine getting some Robussy? Now, what's going to happen when the UAW and other union workers' easy-peasy job gets absolutely taken over by a robot? Robot needs no brakes except to charge a battery. Hell, all you need is a technician to shove another battery in it, a la the forklifts. At Gillette, the shaving company, the shaving, the razor company, Gillette, they have a huge um, um, warehouse. In the warehouse used to be a bunch of forklift operators. And they would take a, a pallet full of, you know, razors, put it on another conveyor belt, and it would go into the automated processes of the company. Huge, huge, huge um, uh, warehouse. Actually, let me let me look it. Uh, let me look it up. Gillette Warehouse. Gillette Warehouse Boston. Images. <clears throat> Perfect. This is it right here. Uh, is there a warehouse? Where's the warehouse? I used to park in the back. There it is. Um, where's the dock? Uh, channel side. Da, 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 da. Here it is. Okay, perfect. These robots, right? Um, right here. Okay. Display capture. So at Gillette in Boston, this used to be a bunch of forklift operators. Um, just running back and forth and just, you know, moving uh, uh, like like from this conveyor belt to that conveyor. to So then they decided to invest in automated forklifts, robotic forklifts. And all they do is shove. Uh, let me see. Uh, let me warehouse robotic robotic forklift. Yep. These things. So Gillette invested some money and got these things. And all these things do is run an automated program and they follow the lines on the on the ground. And all they do is the conveyor, look at that, the conveyor dumps the pallet on them, this transports it somewhere else, and it constantly has these things running around carrying freight. It got rid of unionized forklift operators, mobile industrial robots. It got rid of unionized forklift operators and now these robots run 24 7 and there's one technician in there changing the batteries what do you think is going to happen to a uaw worker that puts on a door or tires or wheels or a windshield or a, or a wiring harness right now robots paint it right now robots weld it only humans assemble it with robotic help stop it <clears throat> Um, oh, stop! Stop it, Crush Rods. Man, stop it. Just you—you you sound like a fucking weirdo. You must work at a union. You must work at a union. You must work for a union. 
I guarantee this guy, this motherfucker, this motherfucker talks this union shit. Unions are good for nothing. Not anymore. Those are common in many factories these days, right? If I want to force this AI robotic into AI industry, I would deploy some of the, some of the disease and implement mandate of a lockdown to keep all people out of the jobs. Writing is on the wall. Interesting. Each robot probably costs only the same as paying a forklift operator for a few months, but gives the company 10 years of zero complaint work. Are the unreleased robusty picks asking for a friend? If you follow Elon Musk on Twitter, he is dead serious when he says the AI robot, whatever, is probably going to be able to be a sex bot. And he's 100%, 100% serious when he says that the, 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 the space, what do you call it, the Tesla bot is going to be able to suck your bicho. Hell, oh, what would you like today? I'll take a coffee, medium cream and sugar. And a blowjob. No, no problem. Here you go. How is it? Do you like that? Your coffee is ready. Wow, the robusty in action. <laughs> I'll tell you. Look, you keep complaining, keep suing, keep good, keep doing that shit. Keep that same energy. And when a pallet of robots, or, or a, a, a big, just like the movie iRobot, when they rolled up and all these robots jumped out, once those guys show up at Ford, <laughs> you're going to see people losing their mind. Wait a minute. What happened? How dare they get rid of our jobs? Take that, Elon Musk. Okay. There you go. Cherry 2000. <laughs> El bichote mail. Can I get a Tesla happy ending? Uh, I used to work at Ford dealership, says James Blaylock. And I would inspect any vehicles off the truck. And I would have a page of things I would have to fix before we put the car on the lot. There is a guy that posted the panel gaps were so bad on his Ford Mustang, he had to deny it. Now imagine you go to Ford.com. You allocate your vehicle. You put a thousand down or whatever to 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 to, to price it out, and, and and you know the certain color, certain trim, certain wheels, certain brakes, certain interior uh, infotainment system, blah 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 blah. Then it shows up at your local dealership, and it looks like UAW twenty one dollars an hour motherfuckers put it on on a Wednesday. And you're like, I don't want this car. But I waited five months for it. And the dealer goes, yeah, we don't care. We got seven motherfuckers behind you ready to buy it. We might have the body shop straighten it out a little bit. And then we'll sell it for an extra $10,000. This is a crazy, crazy thing that's going on right now. Would you be able to set the temp robot blowy for your bitch? I can't imagine you can't. Like if you want like a 100 degree, you know, uh, uh, robusty. Hey, can I get a 100-degree robussy? Oh, that's a little warm. Can you bring it down to about uh, 99 degrees robussy? Whatever you want, daddy. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to see if I can get a robotic voice and make the robussy say crazy things. <clears throat> UAW, these panel gaps are custom as per order. Uh, can you imagine f found and electrocuted with the ro row dot down there? Yeah, that thing will burn. I wouldn't be banging a robot raw. You know what I mean? It'd be really weird if you're like, because number one, it's not sanitary, right? 
Like, like, like people that have like flashlights. What do you do after you like bust in it? Do you just throw it away, or do you throw it in the dishwasher? <laughs> like, what do you do with that? I have no idea. Okay, I do it the old-fashioned way. You know, chicks. But what happens if you have like you know one of these crazy jerk-off machines? And <laughs> let's say you have a robot or a robussy. Is it self-cleaning? Does it just like does it store it somewhere? <laughs> Gross. Panel gaps. We're the shit in the Jeep. We're shit on the 350. Nothing new. Okay. Ooh, battery acid on the Johnson would suck. Gluck, gluck. 5,000 is better than the S650. I used to work at a union but got tired of being a number. If you have a higher than average skills, work for yourself or a small company that values your skills. And you'll be better off. So I definitely um, made more money for a small company. When you work for a big company, you're just a number. They give you gray uniforms. They paint the wall green. It's a jail. They don't want you happy. They don't want you smiling. There are actual companies that go in there and say, you got to paint the machines green and brown. You got to give them brown and gray uniforms. Do not make them happy. Make sure they're kind of miserable and they just look down because there are studies that say that if you make it like too nice out, um, you know, people get distracted and they don't do their work. And I'll give you an example of that. I used to work at a place called FlexCon in Spencer, Massachusetts, a textile place. Uh, basically, you, you work in slitting machines. What you do is you take a big roll of whatever fabric, baseball cards, whatever it was, and you cut it to certain size rolls based on the order. The place was green and gray everywhere. The floor was gray, the machines are green, and your uniforms are brown and darker brown. So, Everyone was miserable, pale, and they would look down and do their work. Then around springtime, they would open the door to maybe have a, a truck back in, and it was bright and sunny and green and blue sky. And everyone at the plant said, shut that door. Because if we look outside and see how beautiful it is outside, we will not want to work here. Because we are miserable, you know, you don't want to be reminded of how, how nice it is outside. Places with really nice windows, places that the most productive factories are the ones that are sealed and all you're doing is work. Look at Tesla. Tesla doesn't have windows. Tesla doesn't have discos. Tesla has assembly plants and just stations. And you go there to work. If you want to make more money, work for yourself. But it's a lot more stressed. Or work for a small business, which, you know, less than 20 employees. And you'll probably make more money than being number employee number 555-6 at FlexCon, Tesla, or Ford. Sorry. Robusty got that uh, optional third cold air. Rico, 930. Thank you. Says, saludos. Good show, brother. You're Boricua. The UAW. <laughs> but it's niche, Rico, 930. I'm, I'm a niche guy. I, I do niche work. The company is a million dollar, like multiple million dollar company over and over and over. If it goes away, you don't think that all of us, let's say tomorrow, tuning goes away. Have I not built the name enough to be able to get customers? If, okay, let's do some math. Let's say this channel has built enough of a community. And let's say all I do is tune Coyote Mustangs all the way up to 23. And let's say I tell Lund Racing, you know what? I don't want to develop my own files. I will license your files. That's right. I will pay you a licensing fee. And it'll be a Lund tune. And Lund makes money. I make money. So let's say I have uh, 10 new customers a week. 
at an average rate of $500 per tune. Let's say NA is $300, boosted is $800, and let's say add-ons and stuff like that. So let's say $500 times, let's say a week, I can make $500 per tune on average and have 10 a week. Oh my lord. Uh, so that's 5000 bucks a week. So in a month, I can make $20,000. That is $240,000 a year. And I bet you I can still make money giving Lund Racing a licensing fee of about $50,000. So take away that $190,000, 10 tunes a week on average. Oh, but it's niche. Get out of here. People don't understand how tuning works. Major Performance, LLC. If you go solo, I want that Bustelo tune, Poppy. The Robusty going to have a range of sizes. Robusty won't complain about being too small or too big. Someone says, oh my God, that's not what niche means. Okay, so what does it mean? It means that it's not that big of, meaning it's not spread. So is, does that give you the ability to make more money or less money? It's specialized. So you made it seem as if it's niche, it's not a big deal. So, you know, your job can go away and you'd be fucked. That's what you meant. You said that it's like not a big deal and it, there's a, a, the possibility of making big money. And meanwhile, if it, if it disbands and I pay a licensing fee, I can make $100,000 more a year than I'm making now. Please, 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 before you type something that you think is going to make you feel good because it's negative towards me, understand the flip side of that. And I will explain the flip side of what, what can happen if tuning goes away. YDBT tunes with Lund Easter eggs, exactly. I would say, hey, Lund, you know what? I don't want to develop my tunes. Uh, can I give you 40% licensing fee for, per tune? They're like, wait, we're not going to do shit and you're going to send us money? Yeah, man. There's going to be a pot and I'm going to give you money. And I'm going to keep track of what I tune, honor system, or help. Figure it out. I'll pay you a flat fee per year. 50000 bucks. They're like, okay. Bye. Pretty sure Alex can use wrenches as well as a computer. That's the other thing. People think that I don't know how to wrench. People think I know how to wrench. I know how to, and I, I can entertain you with my voice. I can fix your shit or I can tune your shit. How many of you, how many people do you know can do that? I can make money with, with just talking to people with the knowledge that I got going on. I can fix your shit, tune your shit. Stop it. Stop it. But anyway, let's start trying to stay on track. How many of you, and let's be honest, I understand you like V8 Mustangs. I understand you like the V8 Rumble. I understand V8 is the thing. But would you buy a 600 horsepower all-wheel drive 3.5 EcoBoost Mustang hybrid? Front motor, 150 horse. At the back, 450? I would. You're telling me this car is going to be a 10.5, 10.4 car? Get really good miles per gallon? And perform in the tens without any tuning and then if the tuning is opened up i can probably run into the nines fairly comfortably right i have i have every experience um bryson witt says since homie don't know here you go 
denoting products, services, or interests that appeal to a small, specialized section of the population. So, the small section of the population pays big money to get tuned by a big name. Right? So, I have established a name in this kind of uh, uh, business. Uh, hybrid V8, then we're talking, that doesn't make any sense, Jason. Jason, that doesn't make any sense. The the Stingray or E-Ray is a hybrid V8. It's $120,000. You don't understand. That is big money. But if you take the Raptor Spec 3.5, shove it in an S550, divides a way of making the front end, the front end uh, run with a, a hybrid situation, or have it combined, meaning the hybrid mo the, the hybrid drive feeds power into a, a, a common gearbox. Give me a hundred plus thousand dollars. No, but if it was electric, eight hundred plus horsepower. All tuners should pay a lun fee for using their tunes. That's funny. I've been living tuning when I was in school with no rep, but my own car. It was hard. How many people do you know who can tune late model cars and still work on a carburetor? Not many. Senior, senior. Senior is the only other person I know that can tune modern cars and understand and tune carburetors. And, you know, Steve Morris, you know, that guy legit, super legit. But again, the guy is at another level. Um, <clears throat> Ford already has a turbo straight six. Look up Ford. Bar stop. Stop with your Barra bullshit. Fucking thing's junk. Barra's trash, trash. Um, yes, the power boost. Okay, so imagine, but that doesn't have 600 horsepower. I'm saying in a, a drive similar to what the E-Ray the e has. A 100 or 200 horsepower boost with a battery pack that is charged by regenerative braking or a, a generator style situation. This hypothetical Mustang would kick ass, but it would be too far behind the E-Ray in price, would it? It would not be too far. So, this is the thing. There are people that would not buy the E-Ray simply because it's a Corvette. How many of you would never buy a Corvette just because it's a Corvette? Some of you are super brand loyal. Some of you are super psycho too. But you are super brand loyal. You're Ford through and through. And you don't care what Chevy comes out with. You don't care that the Z06 makes 600 horsepower NA. You don't care that the Z01 is going to make 1,000. You don't care that the E-Ray runs 10s and it's all-wheel drive 600 horsepower. And you don't care that an NAC8 can run into the 11s with no tuning. You're not going to buy it because you're brand loyal. So... Why doesn't Ford give you an option? People will buy it. Been watching. Look, if they're willing to build a Multimatic GTD, 800 horsepower, 300 of them limited run for $300,000. Why didn't they try something with hybrid stuff? I don't know. I thought this was a political show. I wanted to talk about EPA and ATF. <laughs> Did it? An electric supercharger used to exist? Yes. Nope. Give me a C6, baby. I'll buy a C5 before an S650. Built, but Ford already makes an electric Mustang. I hate only GM, but I'd buy a, freak, a fucking vet. Don't care about how many rainbow wrap cars Ford makes. Alex, what do you think about the new 6.8 liter Mustang? I guarantee I've been the only non-Ford guy here for as many years, and I have y'all saying I'm hating on Alex. No, I don't think you're hating. I think you're not looking at it properly. We've all said low skill, low value gets low pay. And then you attempted to say, 
Alex tuning his niche and then, you know, if that goes away, it's not a big deal. You're, you basically try to say, I'm fucked if tuning goes away. And then I explain to you that if tuning goes away, I make double the money. <laughs> like, like, come on, man, stop it. Uh, hey, Alex, do you want to tune my C706? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't mess with any LSLT stuff. My C601, I tune with help. And um, there are so many competent tuners out there. Alec Bledsoe and all the other guys. There's a bunch of channels, late model and this and that. and all the Go fuck with them. They got it figured out. That's their bread and butter. I understand you might want me to do it because it's me, but I don't. I have negative interest in tuning a platform that hundreds of people tune. I'd rather just chill, do my Ford thing, and stay in my stay in my lane. Look, you got to stay in your lane. Like, how many of you? Let's let's talk about niche and all this stuff. And we'll wrap it up. Let's say you own a Gen One Mustang makes about 900 horsepower and you saw what I was able to accomplish with Donnie's car with limited knowledge and limited help that car was a 9.1 149 mile an hour car with a 2.3 liter blower and full street trim at the track dialing it in if you owned a 8 or 900 horsepower car would you pay for me to go to the track and tune it at the track with you on a test and tune night? Would you go and say, let's dial in shift points. Let's dial in the suspension. Let's dial this thing in super tight so that we have a file that is so vetted, it's just going to work everywhere it goes. Wouldn't you all of a sudden say, I'll take that. And you don't think if I make myself available to the people, I'll say, brother, I'll be at Orlando. You want to show up there? Or hey, you're going to be at uh, Bradenton? Okay, if I can get three or four people at a track, test and tune, or an NMRA event, or an FL2K, or a streetcar takeover, I can park my ass at those events. I'll be a streetcar takeover uh, North Carolina. I'll be a streetcar takeover Indy. I'll be a streetcar takeover in um, Dallas. If you're going to be there, pay me a little money, and I'll dial your shit in in person. You're telling me I can't make $1,500 a weekend? Tuning on the side on a Saturday and Sunday in person? I'm a worker. I will fly all over the fucking country for 10 years and stack my dough. Not a problem. But it's niche. Um, yes, 100%. What's that dog doing? Yeah, he's psycho. Um, he does have to poop. No, no, he, he already pooped. He just wants to play. It's like the thing is with Tony is he just wants nonstop play. Like right now I'm petting him and he's doing this weird sideways thing. Where he just lays on the ground. He just wants to be petted and play. He likes attention. That's all. He likes to play too hard, though. Is that a shitter? Hey, man. Is that a shitter over there? Tony looking at you, be like, about to shit in your shoes. Tony about to take that union worker's job. German Shepherd, Pipple Mix. Hey, Alex. Did we meet once in Orlando? I'm a, in a Cuban sandwich restaurant in 2017. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Been a Ford guy for the longest, but the C6 Z06 slash Z01 is perfection. Tony was like, can you keep it down? I didn't say anything is niche because it's not a high percentage of people. That... Whatever. Okay, so let's end it. We got seven minutes. We have now, uh, what do we got? The uh, 
$613. That's right. We got it up to 613 bucks. Thank you guys so much. The last people that gave money was Christopher, Adam, Christopher again, Jared Jones, Christopher again. Why'd you give it three times? Dustin Angler and Foxhole Gaming. Guys, you guys are great. We got it up to 613 bucks. Again, the goal is 2000 bucks by next week. So I'm gonna keep the I'm gonna keep the link or keep accepting money. By next week, let's say after the peasant chat, we'll stop. See, he wants to play. See, he just wants to play. So by, by next week, by uh, Tuesday or so, uh, next week, we'll see what we uh, end up at and we'll send all the money to Alec Bledsoe and we'll have a sticker made that he can put on his quarter panel so that he can go ahead and have our stupid face in the back of the car. And every time he beats somebody, it'll be my stupid face. Now, on the bottom of the sticker, do we want it to say peasant chat? Do we want it to say Amory? What do we want it to say? And how big of a sticker do you want? I'm going to have to negotiate with him. I talked to him today. We caught up. And we ended up kind of hashing out some stuff ow, about, you know, what, what we want everything to look like. Dog is psycho. What if it goes over? If it goes over, it goes over. It all goes to Bledsoe. It all goes to Bledsoe. I, again, I wanted to do it for one week. We're two months away from World Cup. So I didn't, you know, I'm like, you, you're going to have plenty. And remember, guys, he has five employees. He has to Airbnb him in. He has to bring three extra transmissions. He has got to pay entry. He's got to pay fuel. It's a big endeavor. It's going to cost him like 10 grand. So anything we can do to soften the blow a little bit of, of racing such an event because he owns a small business. So he's going to be losing money while he's racing. I just want him to do well. Uh, someone said do life size. YDBT Amory. YDBT, what the dog going on? The soundboard, right. Um, make it say niche. Exactly. Do life size. Alex Amory talking shit Tuesdays. That's a lot. It needs to say niche. <laughs> oh, that's great. My dog died a few months ago. Enjoy every moment with Tony. Trust me. No, trust me. I, I understand this little puppy does not get ignored, but I also don't spoil him. You understand this guy is well, well, you know, he he understands who the leader of the house is, and I play with him as much as possible. I spend all day with him, all day. I work from home. Someone said peasant chat. I'm probably going to be peasant chat. Peasant chat is probably going to be the best. Just hashtag peasant chat in the sports night font, and hopefully Alec Bledsoe is nice enough to put it on the quarter panel or both quarter panels. I want it so that if he's in the left lane or the right lane, the guy that he's getting, the guy that he's beating sees my stupid face like this, and he goes, what the hell is a peasant chat? Could you imagine seeing the sticker on the close-up finish line cameras? Gerardo Lucatero says, Hi, Alex. I'm in the market for a 350. Would you take 18 350R, three, three and a half thousand miles? Or a 19350 non-R? Ooh. Ah, that's a good one. The R is more rare. And it's got a Gen 1 voodoo. If you stay under 800, the R. If you want to make... Big power, I would get the 19 to 20. Um, dating channel, yes, sir. Kona Blue, absolutely. Tomorrow, 8 o'clock, dating channel. Um, let's do Turvey's face on the other side. 192350 or 6th Gen ZL1, 192350. Come on, stop it. YDBT, peasant chat with the YOLO D-bag hat flip face. Peasant chat would raise some eyebrows and people to search it. Exactly. Hashtag peasant chat and i'll start hashtagging the peasant chat everywhere so that when you look it up on google it shows up on the show maybe we'll get one or two subscriber subscribers based on it what was the yolo tuner called uh yolo 
10,000 if nothing breaks. Yes, exactly. Like to race. Okay. If Lund Racing makes it to World Cup, that means we're bringing two motors, three transmissions, four employees. We got to buy a Starlink. We got to bring two F350s, two trailers. That's like a $15,000 weekend. You understand? So Alec Bledsoe is closer. So he still has to Airbnb a place. He still has to feed these people for a weekend. They're probably going to drink. Uh, they're probably going to race, uh, go through a lot of race gas or race ethanol. They got to potentially, they're losing business. See, the nice thing about Lund Racing is when there's a downtime, we grab the laptops and we tune. If we have a Starlink or a badass internet connection, we all jam up. If there's a rain delay or something, we get in and bam, we hash out tuning. We're still making money because the, 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 the money maker is calibration. But Bledsoe has to physically put hands on a car at his shop to make money. He is losing money every moment he is not at the shop. We have time to, we have time to sell. We talk about Has Lund done a heap of Australian cars? Yes. Uh, pump gas sucks down there. And your ethanol is cane-based, sugar cane-based, so it's stickier. So I think you guys have to replace your filters more often. Um, car, what car is he bringing? Um, the Grey Goose. You can borrow my Starlink. Drop in the like. Love the shows. They use meth. Uh, enjoy the 20. Not much, but it might get some snacks. Look, again, guys, if you can give $1, if you can give uh, $2, whatever, 50alex at yahoo.com, PayPal. I don't really accept Cash App stuff because it's going to just confuse stuff. If you want to message me on Instagram for the Cash App, I'll give it to you. But it's going to confuse shit. But I want to do everything on PayPal so I can just go, here you go, Alec Bledsoe. Here's everything. I'm going to get hit with a tax bill. Understand that, guys. If I get over a couple thousand dollars, PayPal sends me a tax a tax paperwork at the end of the year. I got to pay for that. And I'm willing to pay for that. And I'm willing to give 500 from my end. Whatever we get, we're going to throw, I'm going to throw personally 500 on top of that. So if it's 2,500, I'll bring it to 3,000. If it's 3,000, I'll bring it to 3,500. Send it to him. Get stickers made. Send them to him. Put them on the car. Show the chat. And then we can have some fun and hopefully support Alec Bledsoe. And I'm going to be there at World Cup with the Lunds. So I'll be there in person and I'll try to get some video of the car running down the track. All right, guys. I'm out of here. Thank you, everyone that gave some money. It's going to be open for a week. Again, a week we're going to have the we're going to accept um, stuff for uh, late model performance. So hopefully we can get over two thousand pretty quickly and get it to him. But it'll end next Tuesday, and we'll talk about how much we got for him on next Tuesday. But we'll see you on Thursday for YDBT Daily, and we'll talk some more shit then. For those of you that watch the Dating Channel tomorrow, eight o'clock Dating Channel, we'll be talking for a little bit. So hopefully you guys got plenty of entertainment coming up have a good rest of your day see you guys tomorrow on the peasant uh, on the um dating channel or on thursday for ydbt daily again 50alex at yahoo.com to donate to late model performances mir trip at world cup have a good rest of your night see you guys thursday or tomorrow